Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. If you leave me now, you take away the biggest part of me. <laughs> Welcome back to Semi Irregular with Denise and Lucy. Today we're talking about being from Chicago, uh, watching movies in Chicago, uh, what we wish we see more in movies in Chicago. Uh, yeah, Chicago. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> that is google it i mean it's context clues context, context clues everybody everybody hey, hi denise <laughs> we greet each other at the same time now we're like in sync it's so. in sync bah, 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 bah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a musical episode now yeah. where we just sing random bits of songs we remember this is a musical podcast welcome <laughs> welcome someone's gonna be like you guys fucking suck you guys can't <laughs> can sing. you stop Listen, I never claim to be a singer. I no. just claim to have the joy of music in my heart. <laughs> and I'm expressing and we sharing We are Gene Belcher. Okay. All yeah, right. Like, I don't even know what a note is. I wouldn't even but call I myself a musician. Because we feel it in our souls. We're, mus- we're musici. <laughs> All right. Um, how have you been? What's up? I'm fine. How are you? Girl, every week. <laughs> I swear we could do one of those, like, playbacks where it's like, Week one, week two, week three. Week three. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm fine. It's fine. We're fine. Everything is fine. Everything is fine. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm, we're really fine. Yeah. Um, we are okay. We're okay. We had Thanksgiving. Oh my God, I cooked all day. Nice. I feel like I cooked all day, but it wasn't. We are such lightweights at my house. Like We get really into the cooking, and then when it's dinner time, we'll each have like a little bite of something and then we're done and then we have leftovers for days yeah we didn't have leftovers because jose eats like an animal okay i had like a little plate of sides while everyone got here because i was hungry and mm-hmm. i was like might as well make sure my food isn't trash sure so what i did didn't you... touch the turkey what but i made cook? mashed potatoes mm-hmm. from a box okay people don't come for me but Listen, i had a lot you... going on and i was by myself yeah <laughs> So, but I did add my own seasoning to them because mm-hmm. um, I did do my cranberry sauce and my gravy from scratch. Okay. okay. No Mirale. recipe. Mirale. Oh, wow. No recipe. Uh-uh. I went full did comadre. Use, did you use like turkey? Uh, yep. Like, the uh, drips. The, the drippings. The drips. Drippity drips. Nice. Drips. Yeah. Nice. And then I made my macaroni and cheese, which listen, Every year, I wanted to be like ooey and gooey and cute, and it just comes out like crispy, but it's There's still good. It's still good that. because I put like pancetta and oh, panko snap. breadcrumbs on the top. Oh wow! See, yeah. I'm I'm always I, I love some texture, a little yeah. bit of like something, something some kind of a palette. journey, <laughs> some kind of a mouth journey. Uh, so yeah. I'm a hundred percent. I was proud that. of myself. It was really fucking good. This year we did not have bread rolls because I forgot them. No, but that's fine because I bought stuffing in a box. Ugh. Listen, <laughs> and that cup? was also good. Ugh, that shit was amazing. Let's Put see, a little cranberry sauce on her. Done. <laughs> what did we do? We did a turkey. Uh huh. We, we did, did ham. We did a ham. How did you know we did a ham? Because you fucking posted it. Oh snap. <laughs> And we talk. I'm sorry. Are we friends? friends? (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh I'm sorry, God. I didn't realize people didn't know we were friends. Um, <laughs> let's see, turkey, ham. We did mashed potatoes, which Gabby always does, and they're always bomb. Uh, I did Brussels sprouts, Ooh. which are really good, and then we had stuffing, Fun. which was great too. And then what else did we do? We had Hawaiian rolls. Oh, those are good. Do you bake them or no? We pop them into the oven for a quick ooh, little minute. Ooh, ooh. Mm-hmm. A little toasty. Um, little Jose, toasty like, fully came for me. We, like, had dinner. And here's the thing. Normally, if I have someone else helping me, every year I've, like, baked my own pie. Mm-hmm. But I knew I was going to be by myself. So this year I bought the little, like, cake in a mug things. Because I was like, these are cute and we can all make our little dessert. Mm-hmm. We finished eating and I, like was like okay we're mix we're fully mixing them like in our own little things and then jose's like wait where's the pie (laughs) and i just looked at him and his brother was like did you bring a pie did you make one then no stop asking her about a pie she just made you a whole dinner and i was like you know what orlando i really appreciate you that's his little brother thank you for the support because he was like listen lucy cooked us a beautiful meal by herself all day so don't ask her where the fucking pie is yeah, see, I would have had a, a meltdown. Yeah, I was like, I wanted to make one, but I don't want to <laughs> But I normally make a pie, so I didn't do that this year, but yeah. it's okay. Uh, They'll be fine. Yeah, we, oh, we had corn, too. Pauline brought over some, some pretty tasty corn that she made or put together. And then we Ooh. also had, like, this Oreo dessert her family makes, which was, like, really good. And then they bought a pie. There's, like, a controversy with the apple pie. <laughs> I'm not going to get into it for legal reasons. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then I had a little pumpkin pie, which was my favorite. I love pumpkin pie. A la mode, of course. Listen, we love a little pumpkin and pie moment. A little moment. pumpkin pie moment. So, yeah. So, that's what we did. And then we watched uh, Captain Marvel. Ooh, yes. <laughs> well. Yes. Um, so, you know, as people may or may not know, um, we are from Chicago. 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 Not the try because Not, you're a friggin' nerd if you call it that. Ugh, ew, that just made me like cringe the and shy. I don't even want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> Let's just leave. Let's just, this is uncomfortable. Let's go. <laughs> In our Uber again, like every episode for the last three weeks. Where's my Uber? <laughs> um, yeah, so we're from Chicago, yeah. Illinois. Yeah, you you're from here. You're born here. I'm hella from here. <laughs> I'm the most from here. I'm the most from here, but yeah. I'm also the least Chicago in person. What? I feel like you're very Chicago. Am I? Yeah. I think I wouldn't know because I live here. Well, okay, so like I was born in California, but I moved here when I was a wee a wee babe. A wee a wee babe. I was I turned seven here and I have genuinely no memories of California. Like none. So then you're from here. Yeah, I mean I I you I are from here. Your life before this does not exist. <laughs> I have like no, like no reservations saying I'm a Chicago and like at all. And some people have been like, "Well, actually, I'm like, get out of here, hush." No, I'm not hush. Like yeah. I'm a Chicagoan. That's the whole situation. Lived in the same neighborhood for twenty years. Come on. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I feel like there's some like things that people from chicago do like we love talking about how we're from chicago oh yeah 
You have a Chicago tattoo, which I don't have one yet, but Jose has one, and I will soon. I'm going to take his. I'm going to take his, fully fillet it off of him, <laughs> and it's mine now. It'll be mine oh, my God. Now. I'm not going to do that. Dear God. Sorry. So I take it back. Nobody arrest me. Dude's <laughs> just watched a lot of horror too this much, month. Too much horror. Um, yeah, there's a lot of things. Like, I have noticed I when I lived in Indiana for the eight brief, brief months that I lived there, mm-hmm. I would like visit my family and then go back to Indiana and people would be like, oh my God, your accent got so much heavier. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like what? on your way home. Yeah. But okay. I don't, I don't notice an accent obviously. So I don't know you. what it is. Cause you know, so, um, in preparation of this episode, we're like, let's watch a whole bunch of Chicago yeah. movies and talk about Chicago. Um, and then as I was watching them, I was like, these people have a very pronounced, what we can recognize to be a Chicago accent. But when I'm talking to people like on on the daily, I'm like, who? No, but here's the thing. The Chicago accent that I think people think of in mainstream media is like older white men. <laughs> it's like older white men. Or like just like Bridgeport older Chicagoans. Like the North Side. Not sp- it's not always just white men, but it's like very older Chicagoans. Or like people from, yeah, like Bridgeport or the North Side. But I don't think that I sound like that. I think we definitely have like our Chicago-isms. Yeah. Um, I, in a episode not long ago from Lex and Matt's podcast, they were talking about how a lot of times we'll, like here in Chicago and I think other parts of the Midwest, we'll mm-hmm. start, like if you say, hey, do you want to go do this? And we'll be like, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> no. answer in both ways. Yeah, no. When you mean, um, yes. Yeah. We're like, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's like, know. so you don't? Like, yeah, no, I do, I do, no. <laughs> I don't think I've ever thought of I think sometimes too it gets mixed in with like Midwestern isms. Yeah. Like the her little oh 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 excuse me. <laughs> and that's genuine. Get around. I do that quick. all the time. Yeah. I notice myself doing it at work and then I like roll my eyes at myself. Um so I have Or or oh I'm just gonna squeeze right past you. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> I thought that was just like a fat person thing. <laughs> but I, I mean, mean maybe. It might be. The other thing that I noticed Yes. As a heavily traveled woman, I've okay. been to like four states. So tra- So, <laughs> Was so um... our pizza being in squares, like little tiny oh, baby squares. Yeah. Not everyone does that. Mm-hmm. Not even every Chicago place does that. But I love it because I like eating the little tiny baby corners from well, them. Yeah, because you're because. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I want the corner, but really you want just a little the little baby triangle, and yeah. that's not a corner. There is no corners in circles. Listen. It's a corner. But it's a corner. <laughs> in Chicago, it's a corner, okay? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I was listening because, you know, everybody knows how I've been listening to My Favorite Murder, like, constantly. Yes. Um, yes and then in that, they were talking to you about how people want to make it clear that, like, even though deep dish is definitely a big thing of ours, it's not like every time we order a pizza, we're getting a deep dish. Yeah, no. It's that's... like a special occasion. Yeah. You know what's one thing? Here's my disclaimer. Okay. I have a lot. Okay. I also think growing up with a mom who is from Mexico has taken away some of my, what people would assume are my Chicagoisms. Yeah. So, like, I've known so many people that are like, oh, you say soda, not pop. And I'm like, well, it's because in Spanish you say soda. You say coca. You say pepsi. (laughs) Pepsi. You say spray. Spray. (laughs) But I'm like, my mom says soda. Like, she doesn't say. Yeah. no one like she's spanish was my first language when i was really little and now it's barely even there Mm -hmm. um 
But I was like, you don't understand. That's why I don't say pop because I didn't grow up. I didn't grow up around a bunch of other Chicagoans. I grew up around a bunch of Mexicans. But I feel like it's. I think you are right. It is pretty cultural because I've never said pop a day in my life. No. But I've definitely been around other people who do and other Mexicans who do. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think the thing is like my dad grew up here. Like he lived here since he was a kid and and until he was like a young adult. Then he went back to Mexico california briefly then mm-hmm. back here so most of his life has been lived here yeah and so um but again my dad was like we're my sisters and i are first generation because my parents um they weren't born here and although my dad grew up here i don't know how that works because he's from mexico yeah um <clears throat> but, <laughs> anyway so that's of- one that you feel like you're like culturally there's not a lot of, of representation and and uh yeah I, I feel like pop is is very much like it is it is cultural but it's also um generational yeah right yeah i would i would think so yeah uh, let's see what else mm-hmm. oh, oh no. my god you don't know how many point people throughout the i should have c- i should have called in jim because Jim is like fully call him lifeline Bridgeport Jim. man heavy Chicago. So your accent. friend Jim would definitely be like the stereotypical yeah. what people assume Chicago is. He's a South Sider. So which is actually really funny that leads us into this conversation we've been having off mic about yes. how um so obviously just like with everything we want to tie this into movies to television mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. like other forms of media. So of course we're like let's use this as an excuse to watch a bunch of Chicago nice. movies. So we did. I made a very long list and we each picked. I don't think we watched the same movies, did we? I don't think so. Okay, so we'll get to that in a minute. But while we were doing that, I was I asked you, was it yesterday? I was like, Lucy, I can't I can't find like one movie that is like about Latino people, Latinx people, Mexican people. Or just with a more diverse cast in general, but yeah. <laughs> but like specifically Us. Us. <laughs> And where I mean, where's me? Where am I? <laughs> Who am I? Because we're everywhere. I promise you that. Like we I out mean, here. We got like two whole. We got a couple of neighborhoods. Okay, like we're out here. We have a lot. We're everywhere. And the thing is, uh, like you were saying earlier, that it's it is kind of funny how representative of Chicago it is, oh, and the yeah. fact that it doesn't have a lot of representation because Chicago was so segregated. Yeah, I've had a lot of tourists say that that's surprising. It's it's honest, it's a whole other conversation and I can definitely get into that conversation, but if we're just talking about how it's represented represented <laughs> how we're seeing that we um we I think we each watched really fun movies, really cool movies, but yeah, there was none no, I couldn't think of anything. And I was laughing because I know when I was little, there was this book that I would like to read called Sister Chicas. And oh. it was like a little random like young adult novel. And it was about three Latina girls, three Hispanic girls. I think two of them were Mexican and one of them was like Puerto Rican or something like that. I don't remember exactly. In Chicago? Yeah, in Chicago. They lived in like Pilsen because they talk about the library on like um, 18th and Blue Island. Yeah, yeah. And they're all, like, different ages. So one is 15, one is 18, and one is, like, 24. Mm-hmm. And they're all friends. And I remember seeing that, and I was like, oh, my God, that would be such a good movie. And then, so when we were talking about this, I was like, maybe there's something like that out there that I've missed, like, a little underground mm-hmm. something something. And I could find nothing. 
So if anybody out there knows of one, yeah, I'd be interested. But like, really, I was like, there's there's nothing, right? Because we're like, well, maybe we're only thinking of like super mainstream mainstream ones. stuff, yeah. Um, but we didn't, we just don't know of any. So if you do know of one that's like you dumb bozo, <laughs> I don't know what word I was, I don't know what word I was looking for. I think for you there. were gonna just say you dumb, but then you, you were dumbo. like, I need to say something else. <laughs> you dumbo, this is a movie you missed. <laughs> Um, so we couldn't find any, no. um, which was really disappointing because I would love to see myself in a movie. Yeah. Not me, me, because wow, but. <laughs> Not like me, myself. But it's something that's just a bit more. And, and the thing is that I feel like if it were to be like that, it would be like a movie about gangs or a movie about being poor. Yeah. Um, I just want like a joyful mexican or latinx movie yeah chicago like is that too much to ask for come on i'll make it do it lucy become a filmmaker right now i could i'll just do it on my iphone and then it'll be like one of those like shot on iphone 11 pro and then i'll make (laughs) hella money we'll we'll be at the oscars (laughs) yeah i'll write it you do everything else Mm -hmm. (laughs) we'll workshop some names we'll We'll do like like, an instagram poll like a gofundme some kickstarters uh, okay <laughs> all right we'll but just for real for reals uh yeah so anyway the the reason why we started talking about this is because uh, again all i do in my spare time is make jewelry <laughs> and watch and listen to my favorite murder and georgia hardstark she's always referencing this documentary called uh los angeles plays itself and it's just a documentary of like different ways in which la has been in popular movies throughout uh the film industry Mm -hmm. and how um it's just really nice and i was like thinking about how chicago has also been a big part of um american movie making and how a lot of movies in the 90s like the 80s and 90s were set here and filmed here so i thought it would be fun to take a little bit of a a little dive into yeah. that and so lucy which uh which movies did you watch so the ones that i watched specifically for this because obviously like we've seen, seen a ton yeah right. um so i watched drinking buddies which mm-hmm. is a new york one it's from 2013 mm-hmm. um it has anna kendrick olivia wilde why am i why do i always forget the other guy's names ron livingston ron livingston yes him. He's one of my favorite shows right now. Like him. <laughs> el otro. So, el otro. <laughs> so I watched Drinking Buddies. And then I watched um, The Blues Brothers, mm-hmm. which I think for a lot of people is a very iconic Chicago movie. We just movie. need to give like a trigger warning right now that Lucy has a lot of very controversial feelings about it. <laughs> I do. <laughs> but the reason I wanted to watch that also is because I specifically remember um, watching parts of it with my uncle when I was really little. Shout out Sal. He's like one of my favorite people on the planet. A lot of like the older music and stuff that I've seen was because of him. Like he made me watch Pink Floyd's The Wall and listen Ooh. to the album. And I was like eight and very traumatized. <laughs> but I mean, he exposed me to it. And so I remember him really, really liking the Blues Brothers. And so what like when we were talking about this, I was like, I should just finally sit down and watch it because I've never. You've never seen it before. Seen it as an adult human who remembers things. Uh partially cool so I, those were the two new ones that i've seen and i knew that i would have like points of reference for like one of the movies you watched i've seen mm-hmm. and like obviously ferris bueller like a lot of the john hughes movies all of that 
Sure. But those were the two that I watched specifically for this. Okay. They were new to me. Cool. What did you watch? So I watched three. Oh, wow. Wait, wow. Way to upstage me. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> she was like, I had time to watch three. So I watched The Fugitive. I'd seen that before, but I watched it again with Angie over the weekend. And then I watched Widows, mm-hmm. which was from last year. I watched Viola that Davis. the other day. Viola Davis. Come on. I feel about her the way I feel about Tony Collette. Yeah. Okay. So we're just like Tony Collette, Viola Davis. Tony yes, Collette, that's Viola how we Davis. feel about it. Put Queens. her in everything. Yes. Oh my God. Wait. Tony Collette, Viola <laughs> Davis in the same movie? movie? Dead. Oh my God. If somebody wants us to explode make that a movie okay why do okay so why do in my head i guess i understand why but like i keep wanting to think that harrison ford is liam neeson (laughs) they're the same they're the same person because i was gonna say which is funny because then i watched window widows which has um the guy from the fugitive and viola davis but that's not true no that's not true at all um ow (laughs) that's what you get (laughs) that was liam neeson being like (laughs) well liam neeson is very controversial and he's got like a lot of problematic moments in his life so he needs to sort himself out so you can't judge me (laughs) you can't judge me for hitting my finger on the table okay um <laughs> i didn't mean to get so defensive i'm Listen, sorry yeah. um so i watched the <laughs> widows which is which is a time and then i watched while you were sleeping last night yes, and can you believe i've never seen it before listen i've watched every say okay how you feel about tony collette and i know we both feel like this about her but how you feel about tony collette is how i feel about about sandy b sandy b sandy, like, i love her I love her. She can do no I'm wrong. I'm passionate about her. Yes. <laughs> so basically what we're saying is Viola Davis, Tony Killett, Sandra B. one movie. Oh my knock god. Knock my socks off. Okay. <laughs> do you does it make you feel sad? Like do you have any like Latina women you feel that strongly about? Like actresses? Um Gina Rodriguez. I really like her. I know that you have some feels about her. I know. But I really like Gina Rodriguez. But here's the other thing. They don't get as many opportunities to be Tony Collette, Sandra Bullock. Viola Davis fucking kicking ass. And that's also very rare for women of color in general. And mm-hmm. she's been getting some fucking amazing roles. So I have feelings about But again, that. here's the other thing. We have feelings, right? They're all older women who have been in this who fucking industry for God years. doing it. Yeah. Years. I feel but like also, J-Lo, I guess, but in terms of, like, acting, like, no offense to J-Lo, because, again, queen. Uh, like, girl is not an actress. She's, but he, but what, what's funny is sometimes I think that, because Selma Hayek's also been around. Yeah, but... She's a good actress. She's Selma Hayek también, you know? She pisses me the fuck off, because she's still... Like, I wish that Sandra Bullock was... Sandra Bullock. That I wish Selma Hayek was like them for me, mm-hmm. but she's still a very, like, elitist person yeah. and i am so disappointed in her for that but i guess america ferrera i love her yeah america ferrera america ferrera yes. is a fucking yeah, she's goddess the one. so she's tony collette by america ferrera <laughs> done because uh, there's i mean there's penelope I, cruz but she's spanish so yeah. that's a whole conversation in itself like america ferrera is it okay. anyways sidetrack so you watched while you were sleeping yeah, good old Sandy I B. Just, like I got myself into a rage, and thank you for bringing me back. Yes. <laughs> uh, I watched while you were sleeping, which I thought was really great. I love all of her I like older rom coms. They're the best. She's just like the one, you know. Yeah. Like she's the one. Mm-hmm. She's she's the one, and she's like genuinely 
hilarious. She's like genuinely funny and charismatic and is believable. A true queen. Yeah. Love her. Truly. Okay. Yeah. So that's what you watch, which I, while you were sleeping, is one of my favorite movies. I watch it all the time. All the freaking time. Well, you know my feelings about how I have a complicated uh, relationship with romantic comedies Mm -hmm. because I ruin everything. Yep. I can't suspend my disbelief for anything Mm -hmm. and I don't believe anybody. True. So it's really, (laughs) it's really hard (laughs) for me. But like, we could probably do an entire episode about like indie romantic comedy movies that I love Mm -hmm. because that's a whole other situation. Because they're realistic about love. No, but it's just like weird. (laughs) <laughs> which is fine so like i'm like yeah. fine that's one thing but it'll be weird and i enjoy that mm-hmm. um i was gonna watch when harry met sally but yeah you don't need to i was like uh i still i haven't seen that either yeah okay so talk to me about the first one you watched um so the first one was drinking buddies okay, tell tell me so listen so 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 so, so okay, also wait. lucy got me a coffee which was a mistake <laughs> Um, I'm sorry you asked for it. I asked for it. It's not like you did it to me. I asked for it. Um, But so what we'll do is we'll talk. When we were watching it, it was more about how is Chicago playing itself in this movie? What am I noticing as a true Chicagoan? Do I feel like it's inauthentic? Yeah. Whatever. Um, So here's the thing. Trigger warning. (laughs) If you are a white person who doesn't like your whiteness talked about and brought to your attention <laughs> listening to the wrong podcast my dude buddy this is not the one for you so i was watching it and it's representative in sh- of chicago for me in a way that is not positive oh because here's and i mean like the scenery yes beautiful like they did tons of like olivia wilde bikes she's a biker so she bikes in the movie from, like, place to place. They'd get a lot of, like, nice city shots and all of that. As far as that, yes. Mm-hmm. What it just made, like, blatantly obvious to me was, wow, the Chicago people like to talk about in movies is white hipster Chicago. And yeah. that is just not it for me. Like, and it wasn't even, they didn't even try. Like, they did not even try to make it a little bit diverse. It was very much so, like, they probably all are like good friends or something in real life and we're like let's make a movie together and then like about chicago and like because i think the guy who made the movie is from chicago am i wrong i don't know i don't know well i do know that what's his face um nick from new girl he's yeah. from chicago yeah and he directed a movie i forgot what it's called but it was fine um yeah and it was set in chicago i I liked him in it, and the thing is, it's like, yes, this is very Chicago, but it's also a very white Chicago. And so, it's... tell me more, because I know it's a movie about. So it, so mm-hmm. what it is is, it takes place, um, in Chicago, dear God, Lucy, <laughs> and it's two friends. So Olivia Wilde's character and what's his name again? Um, Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson. Sorry, I'm the worst. Okay, so Olivia Wilde and Jake Johnson are like the main protagonists, mm-hmm. and there's obviously side characters. They are friends who work at a brewery and i think it's like low res no that's oh the one God. it's revolution God. revolution <laughs> i i watched this movie i promise you um, i haven't seen it i feel like i know more about it than you do. but they work at this brewery together and they're like friends and it's very much so the kind of relationship where it's like they're very flirty and but when you're watching it you're like oh cool they're just friends just like mm-hmm. a guy and a girl they're co-workers they are friends they hang out they like drink after work together and they're very much so like into beer and like 
all of that. So it, it starts off there. And then you find out that they both are in relationships with other people. And they decide to go on like a couple's trip to a lake house. And then Olivia Wilde gets broken up with. And then it just is like this whole thing where it's Olivia Wilde and her best friend like trying to get her through this breakup basically Mm -hmm. and then you can kind of see like their little romantic feelings for each other coming out and just like it's just kind of that it's like a relationship about their friendship and everything Mm -hmm. and chicago is just the backdrop for it but they both work at this like brewery yet have like really nice apartments (laughs) and like a really she has like a really nice bike like obviously she doesn't drive because who needs to drive in the city but it's just, I don't know. It felt very, like, white hipstery. So what her job in the, the brewery is, like, she's, like, their communications person. And she sets up their tastings and does events and does all of this. She's, like, their event planner. Mm-hmm. And so the whole time it's, like, oh, let's go up to this lake house with my fancy boyfriend. And, like, oh, my God, but I don't fit in with him because I like beer, so I'm not fancy. And, like, mm-hmm. it just seemed very, like, I don't even know what the word is. White? Not white. Like, <laughs> It was just super white. Like, it was all white people. Like, not even their background characters were not white. Like, everyone that worked at... yeah. Everyone that worked at the brewery was white. Everyone that was their friends were white. Like, mm-hmm. that's just what it was. Like, even the guy who yells at them in from a car is a white guy. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, there's just no other people of... I just... Sometimes when I see that, I'm like, you just made no effort to, like... Yeah, because there's that, too, that in Chicago, even no matter what part of the city you are in, even with how segregated we are as a city, that's just not realistic to know. No, have. and it's like, maybe they're... Like, th- again, I don't know them all as, like, background characters, right? But I'm like, maybe they're all friends. Maybe they literally were like, I want to make a movie with my friends. All these actors get along or something. Here you go. But, like, Anna Kendrick... Anna Kendrick was in this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love me some Anna Kendrick, but her in this movie Didn't felt so unnecessary to me. Like, it just was like, why are you here? Because all I see is Anna Kendrick trying to pretend like she's this cute girl from Chicago. And I'm just seeing Anna Kendrick. <laughs> and I was like, why are you in well, this? Okay, so let me ask you, have you ever been to Revolution? <sighs> no. Okay. Um, so it is, so what you're describing to me, it does feel pretty quintessentially Chicago though. Yes. That's that's why I'm like, it's not, not that, but it's just like a boring part. Yeah. (laughs) Because yeah, like breweries, uh, like beer culture is very big here. There are a lot of breweries. There are a lot of, Mm -hmm. uh, hipsters. There's a lot of, um, bike, bicyclists, cyclists, cyclists. there you go. Um, (laughs) And yeah, again, it's a it's a segregated city, so you're going to see like you're you're definitely going to see a difference mm-hmm. in different parts of the city when you go to different parts of it. Uh, but that's kind of disappointing that it wasn't good. Yeah, I just at the end of the movie was like, okay, like, and again, part of this also might be because I'm from Chicago. So like at the end of it, I was like, well, I could have just gone out and seen this. <laughs> Like, I could have gone to a bar one night and had a drink with a friend and it would have been this movie. That situation. Like, so like then, I just, I didn't need it. So if you're not from the city and you were like, oh, I just like to see movies about Chicago because I'm like super into it, even though I don't live there. I don't know. Sure. I, are you So are you saying that this is not necessarily a movie you would want to watch because you're like, oh, I want to watch a movie that's like I wouldn't Chicago-y. sit down and choose to watch this movie. There are far better movies because it's like, it's a good 
aesthetically pleasing Chicago thing. Mm. But as far as like a quality film, Mm -hmm. like there are better movies that are set in Chicago for me to watch. Like there's and it's again the same kind of like rom com thing I was thinking of. Um the breakup it's with um vince vaughn and jennifer aniston mm-hmm. i don't absolutely love either one of them but that movie was way more entertaining and they still are in the city a lot so i would choose that like you know what i mean it's yeah, just I like do. as a movie and it's it funny was... that you bring that up uh because when you were telling me you were watching it and i had told you i was thinking about watching it but when you said you didn't really like it i was like well and since you were talking about it maybe i'll watch something different <laughs> yeah uh but i was just thinking about how jake the actor like he did make a movie because he's from here and he um like his character and new girl is from chicago Mm -hmm. he's like uh, you know um what's the character very chicagoan what's his what's the character's name on new girl no but he's like i'm julian the the um julius oh god i'm so annoyed at myself he has a character that he made up that's a detective and he's from chicago and he's always like my name is something something i'm from chicago (laughs) (laughs) um but He's kind of reminding me of what Vince Vaughn was doing for uh, for a long time in the two yeah. thousands of like just being a white guy from here mm-hmm. who was making movies from here. Yeah, and they don't necessarily have to be like this is Chicago, but like that's part of his identity. Yeah, so it's just a big part of it. Um, so that's kind of sad. But I know he didn't really make this movie; he was just in it. Yeah, so, yeah. and maybe it's just because I didn't really know what the movie was. Like it wasn't necessarily a comedy or a drama. It just. It was one of those that was very, like, real life. Like, this is just two people going through it and you're watching it. And that's fine. Spoiler alert. Do they end up together? No. So what ends up happening is they get into a fight while, like, he's helping her move in, right? Because he, I think, really likes her as far as, like, oh, he would be with her. But she also is, like, very... They make her... I don't know. I think maybe I also didn't like how they portrayed Olivia Wilde's character because she comes off as very, like, one of the guys. And, like, mm-hmm. I like to just hook up. And, like, the way... Like, when her her boyfriend breaks up with her, but she shows up at the brewery and goes, like, I'm finally free. I got rid of him. And da-da-da-da. And it's very, like, that kind of, like, tough girl exterior. But she's sad on the inside. <laughs> and, like, this guy is going to be really nice to her and bring out her nice side. And so they get into it because another guy from the brewery hooks up with her. Oh. And so they start fighting and she goes, you know what? Like, I will not. You don't get to slut shame me. Like, just because you're my friend, I don't I don't owe you anything and you can't do this and you can't do that to him. Right. And I was like, I understand that. But also you're kind of a shitty friend because you're expecting him, not expecting him, but you're asking him to do all of this like emotional work for you and when he's asking you to just he wasn't even he said can we just like sit down and have dinner and like have a conversation about like Mm -hmm. what this is and she was like no because i can go have sex with whoever i want and da da da." and it was just like a weird i think they try to make it like kind of feminist and then i was like but you're also just kind of a shitty friend it's like (laughs) men writing yeah it was very yeah so they don't end up together um his character, his girlfriend ends up telling him, like, oh, me and Olivia Wilde's boyfriend kiss on that trip and I never told you, but it's not a big deal. And he goes, no, it's not a big deal. So because it sounds pretty contrived. Like, there's yeah, a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. just a lot. And then at the end of the day, he stays with the girl that he was with and she's single and that's it. Oh, okay. Well, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm like, it just... <laughs> okay, whatever. Yeah, whatever. so let's talk about what you watched. <laughs> 
So I watched The Fugitive. This is a podcast about me just complaining about movies. Okay. <laughs> because, I mean, my other choice. Okay, go, go, go. <laughs> you say nice things about your movies. <laughs> so when I was, I was like, I was like doing a little bit of research. Yes. For this, I was trying to find like, okay, well, what are the quintessential like the must-watch Chicago movies, and none of the ones ev- we watched. <laughs> no, I mean I feel like I I picked some pretty good ones. Yeah, the one that was on every list was The Fugitive, and I'd seen The Fugitive, Harrison Ford. Like I know, like everything works out well. I love a a good like crime movie. I like a chase. There's a situation happening, <laughs> a murder mystery, has all the elements of things I enjoy. Yep. So. While I was watching it, I was just thinking about, like, what do um, all of those movies that I saw on those lists have in common, or what do they... So, there, I, I was thinking about how, like, before I get into The Fugitive, I was just thinking about how there are certain types of movies that are made here. Yeah. You have your classic mobster situation. Public enemies. <laughs> your crime situation. Mm-hmm. So, mobster, crime, gang. I feel like all of those are... Crime. Are one. Yeah. You have your rom-coms. You have your, like, 1980s John Hughes. All of John Rich Hughes kid ever. movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have your, like, your black culture movies. Like, mm-hmm. and I hate, like, how, that's how they were all described in the things I was reading. And I was like, ew. Um, but, yeah, like, there's, then, they're so very different. There's, like, yeah. there's the white people movies and then there's the black people movies. And then there's action movies, which, actually, we can talk about, but there's... And then there's the action yeah. movies. Uh, and, and then there's, like, again, like, those, like, 1980s, like, uh, holiday movies, mm-hmm. like, Chevy Chase movies. Yeah. Like, unpopular opinion, Chevy Chase can eat it, you know? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> this whole episode is just unpopular opinions the Eat thing it. is that like we're also people of a certain age and i feel like a lot of those movies have a lot of nostalgia yeah. factors but we'll get into that in a moment mm-hmm. so let's 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 talk about the fugitive yes talk so about it. overall i did enjoy it um and i felt like they did an okay job of like continuity in regards to how they used the, the city so they started in chicago and then um the whole i don't you've never seen it no I'm sorry, I'll watch it. No, it's fine. Like briefly, all it is is that um, Harrison's Ford's Harrison Ford's character is accused of murdering his wife. He's a doctor, um, and then he he gets put on trial and he's convicted, and he's being taken to jail. Um, this is all within the first few movie minutes of the movie. Oh, so just like the setup. Mm-hmm. And so he's on a bus being transported. The bus, there's an accident on the bus that was sort of intentional, and then there's this big chase that ensues to find him because he like escapes and he's a fugitive Ooh, tommy lee jones is in this movie okay i had no idea i had completely forgotten wow. about that and i was like tommy lee jones i, I started tommy screaming lee jones. i love twister like come on tommy let's lee jones. go okay i need to watch this movie i've decided <laughs> <laughs> it just got really excited <laughs> She's like, Tommy Lee Jones, Tommy Lee Jones the male Tony Collette. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to get as many Tony Collette references. And she's retreating. <laughs> Turtles. I just love her, okay? So, um, as as far as, like, 
some like general conventions you're gonna see in movies that are based in chicago there's a lot of skyline shots Mm -hmm. uh there's a lot of shots of the river of the lake of people walking around you're gonna see stuff of people um being like hey i'm walking here even though that's new york but but like chicago version like like, oh sorry i'm just gonna sneak faster real quick (laughs) you know hot dogs all of that stuff um overall it was a fun movie itself like i was really watching it more for like how chicago was played out yeah um and so he essentially is like kind of stupidly like stays in the city but it makes sense because his whole thing is that he's trying to prove that he didn't kill his wife Mm -hmm. and and find out who did but i was also like you're rich like at what point no (laughs) at what point during the trial do you not hire somebody to be like hey find out who killed my wife i feel like he's harrison ford okay he was he so handles his time. own thing i don't know that whole thing to me didn't make sense i was like how are you like you're a rich Plot doctor <laughs> you're a rich doctor in chicago you can't hire somebody to help like your law firm couldn't be like um yeah we need to figure out who actually killed your wife and also if you didn't kill your wife who you love passionately Aren't you going to be like, excuse me? I didn't fucking do it. (laughs) Someone murdered my wife and I need to find out who. So maybe he did. So he didn't. Okay. It ended up being a whole like thing. Conspiracy? Yeah, it was a conspiracy. Okay, cool. It was a whole thing where he was working on some trial for some uh, like medical situation and then the people who were behind it. Oh, wow. Like did it because he was uncovering that they were like doing like botched work and messing with trial information, research information. Wow. And because he was going to expose they? them, they were going to kill him, but he actually wasn't home. And so they killed his wife. Sad. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I still want to watch it. So overall. But you mentioned like the like the city, the skyline shots and him being in downtown and all that. Like, that's interesting now, then, because the Drinking Buddies one was much more, like, like not downtown Chicago. Yeah. It was it more, was like, like mm-hmm. uh, brick buildings and, like, factory. I guess it makes sense because it's what focused the on the breweries. Like the north, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming since they had it at, like, it was supposed to be, like, Revolution, Revolution. Brewing. Is yeah. Real, is, I think it's, like, the, the line between, like, Logan... And Wicker Park. I'm yeah. also not from the north side, so I'm sorry if I don't know your name. Yeah, we're real south side. Like, anybody... Somebody told me this. Like, people who live south of Ogden go everywhere in the city. And people who live other than that, like, live north like of Like, Pilsen that, and south? Like, people who live north of Ogden think that Ogden is the south side. Oh, yeah, Because no. that's how, how much they don't go yeah, anywhere no. else. Yeah, Anyway, sorry. I um, always say Pilsen is as far north as I've ever been. <laughs> But it's true as as far as like where I've lived, um, but yeah. So that's interesting because I think they're very different sides of the city too. Like there's obviously those like blockbuster films that are like downtown Chicago, yeah. Like the Sears Tower. I don't care what their name for it is now. It's the it's Sears, Sears Tower. Tower. Get out of here. Um, um, like all of that, like the CTA, the trains. Yeah, yeah. And they actually do a really great job of, um, like I said, the continuity of the city. So he goes from yeah. like. He obviously is like wealthy, so he and his wife lived like in like the downtown area, and then um and because it was close to the hospital because he works at they call it Memorial Hospital, but it's Northwestern. Okay. Um, and he uh he makes his way back to the city. He there's like a lot of like shots of like Lower Wacker and Wacker oh, by yeah. the river. Um, there's a lot of shots of 
the L. They go to Cook County Hospital, which I remember that being a big part of yeah. the movies, which I thought was interesting how they do it. And I do think it is very representative of the different types of people who live in the city. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that a lot of the movies that I watched were like that. Were, um, they, a lot of them were based downtown. And because of that, we get actually, I feel like downtown is a unifier yeah. of the city. And so when you're down there, you actually do see a lot of people and you see a lot of what the city has to offer yeah. because no matter where you live in the city if you work downtown then everybody is going down there yeah and then of course when you go into the neighborhoods that's when you're seeing seeing less and less um like it becomes more homogenous yeah but i really like that let's see what else uh there was a saint patrick's day parade which really highlighted how like police is very big in the city and that's also another thing i noticed in all of the movies (laughs) which is i I think a big it's it's a big trope of of chicago movies is that the police is a big presence oh yeah um their cops were in it actually one actor that was in the fugitive was also in while you were sleeping oh (laughs) i was like "Ah." but this one came out in 93 so it makes sense that like a chicago actor would have been in it uh yeah so for the fugitive i think it did a good job of showing the city there was some continuity errors i'm pretty sure he was staying in bridgeport for a minute okay because i don't it didn't look like it was north uh, like a northern neighborhood north, north side neighborhood but i might be wrong yeah uh but yeah i enjoyed it i was like yeah that as a person who lives here that makes sense i understand why he went where he went there was a big fight scene on the train i think it was a green line might have been the orange line interesting yeah it was a good time it was fun if you like a heist or no what do i keep saying heist heist if you like <laughs> if you like a chase uh a good guy chasing another good guy who doesn't realize he's a good guy yeah i'm not okay. doing a great job of, of describing <laughs> it i'm sorry watch the movie it's great Uh, I did point out that the river was green, and I was like, "Oh, the river is hella green." And then it was St. Patrick's Day. I was like, oh, oh, "Okay, yeah." That and sense. one, I think my favorite line in the movie was like, "One of the cops was like, if the city can pay to die, to dye the river green, why can't they pay to dye it blue for the rest of the year?" Oh, that's funny. I've heard people <laughs> say that. I don't know. Is that like a thing people say from that movie? Maybe because I've definitely heard that before. I bet. But hey, our water quality is freaking getting back up there. Okay, okay. it's not toxic anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay so should we talk about mine now since mine are all just like disappointing <laughs> yes um so i watched the blues brothers oh gosh i see <laughs> i feel like you're gonna alienate so many people listen deal with it <laughs> <laughs> so the blues brothers is from 1980s it's a musical comedy film directed by john landis Obviously, it has John Belushi. John Landis directed that? Yeah. Interesting. (laughs) Wait, you said that? Yeah, I was... um, I was not into it. Not into it. Listen, and then... So, I... While you were talking about The Fugitive and wrapping it up, I wanted to make sure that I was correct in the statement I'm about to make. Okay, okay. So, it's an informed statement you're about to make. It... The reason I think it failed with representing Chicago is because they went into it saying, like, this is a tribute to the city, da-da-da, we love Chicago, whatever. Mm -hmm. They shot some of it on location. They shot a lot of it in the suburbs. (laughs) (laughs) 
so it starts off with him getting out of Joliet prison. And then they have like a car chasing in like a Dixie Square Mall or something that shut down. But that was in Harvey, Illinois. Um, so a lot of it is not in the city, which I'm like takes away from it for me because like the suburbs of Chicago are like a whole other thing. Like it's nowhere near like the same landscape, yeah. the same architecture, like nothing. And they're marketing this as like a quintessential like Chicago film. Like it's the Blues Brothers. And I was watching it and I was like, first of all, they're rarely ever in the city. <laughs> Like, they drive around a lot because the whole premise of the movie, I don't know if you remember, is that John Belushi's character gets out of jail and they need to raise money for their childhood orphanage to not get shut down. And the way that they decide to do that is to get their old blues band back up and start playing shows and get money. And so the whole movie is them, like, (laughs) driving around basically being criminals and swindling people and, like, trying to find ways to get shows and all this stuff. And But a lot of it is not, like, I don't know that it was indicative of chicago like i wouldn't watch it and be like oh that's the city like i think there's one part where they do go back to like his um his brother's place after john belushi gets out of jail and the the whole joke is the train is passing by and john belushi goes how how often does the train pass by and his brother goes oh so often you won't even notice it Mm -hmm. and that's like the one joke that they make Mm -hmm. but to me it was funny because that felt like I, I know that people make that joke about, like, the downtown, like, the L and, like, when you live there, like, the train passes by and stuff. But that was the one part where I was like, okay, yeah, that's Chicago. That's yeah. downtown. But in the movie, he doesn't live in downtown. So it would have probably been one of, like, the further, like, ends of, like, the CTA. It's just they don't they it don't make speci- sense. No, it doesn't make sense. And they don't specifically say, like, this is this place in the city. It's just kind of, like there like they're not oh they don't say like oh we're on Wacker or oh we're here they're just kind of like the one name that they say is the Joliet prison and then they do play at like the palace hotel or something which I think is supposed to be in the culture they shot it in the cultural center in downtown Mm -hmm. but it's kind of all over the place and so you have no context of like okay where in the city are they actually from where are they actually at and then the whole premise of the movie is, is actually blues music so it's not necessarily meant to be like a movie about chicago right so that was interesting <laughs> okay so I, I thank you for sharing i know it was really hard to be so public and open with your yeah feelings. i just didn't feel like but i, I didn't watch it and say this is a chicago movie i watched it and was like okay they like blues music right and so originally this care these characters the blues brothers were a, a sketch comedy act that john belushi had on saturday night live right that they turned into the movie Mm-hmm. So I felt like it was more that like I think a lot of movies with John Belushi tend to be John Belushi movies. And so like when I watched it, I was like, oh, this is like for for him and about him and for his comedy. Yeah. But I don't feel like I'm like, oh, yeah, this is so Chicago. Right. OK. I'm Which sorry. I think I know. I mean, I think I think the reason why it is something that we would have watched is because I think it's just one of those things that people are like when you're talking about movies from the city, that one's always on the list. And every yeah. list that I saw, it had it on there. Uh, but I just had no interest in watching it. I like I was saying earlier, like we I think a lot of those older ones have a lot of the reason why they are still so revered is because people have a lot of nostalgia for them. Mm-hmm. But if you didn't have that for it, then when you watch it, you're like, this is 
bad. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people love John Belushi. I understand that. Like, he's a comedian that people are like, oh my gosh, Animal House and this and SNL and he's so funny and that's fine. But, like, his brand of comedy is not It's not, mine. It's not ours. And yeah. that's, it's also really important to point that out too because, like I said, there's people like Chevy Chase who are also from, like, the same, the same grounds. They also SNL, also all these, uh, all these very american institutions of Mm -hmm. comedy and like chicago is a big comedy city too so i think it makes sense for people to want to gravitate here Mm -hmm. but if um if you have no context for that comedy it's all super offensive it's so super problematic yeah uh i hate chevy chase movies (laughs) (laughs) i hate them they're so bad i hate him yeah um and i don't apologize about it because he's not a good person we all know it um so it's whatever uh so I I do hope that we get like cooler Chicago movies. Yeah, and I mean they had a crap ton like they had Aretha Franklin, Cab Calloway, like all these mm-hmm. people that are like quintessential fucking blues jazz musicians. Okay, is but this then, sorry? Yeah, but like is this uh, like what you're describing to me kind of reminds me of La La Land. How everyone was like, you're making this big old movie about this big old topic, and you're like, oh white guy. Yeah, that's and the thing is too, I think again, and we were saying like we're watching this to see like how Chicago plays a role in it and so my final decision on that is it doesn't. Um <laughs> But also the whole time I was watching it I was like, Okay, yeah, we have Aretha Franklin, we have James Brown was a reverend in it, all these fucking amazing, amazing people, right? But then the main characters of your fucking movie are two white guys that are the front man for blues. Like I mean, whatever. I I just I'm like I don't I don't need it. I don't I don't need it. And then on top of it, it's like again I said John Belushi not for me. And then the more I looked into it, I was like, okay, so like they were just doing cocaine the entire time they made this movie, and I don't know that I need that chaotic energy in my life right now. They were deeply on drugs on that. Apparently, there's like this whole thing that said that part of the budget was set aside for cocaine. Shut up. No, legit. Oh my god. Yeah, I think this is. I told you earlier, this was like the most expensive comedy movie ever produced. I think. Oh my god. Yeah, you did tell me that. it was ridiculous that's really that is and ridiculous. i'm the kind of person that i read a fact like that a fact like that and then i'm like yeah that makes sense that's why you guys suck <laughs> it just like solidifies everything in my brain i'm like yeah no wonder that's yeah that's why i didn't like it because i could tell you know like i could tell <laughs> i could but, tell everyone was i could just on, tell okay on the drugs yeah so it wasn't again and it even says so i'm like on wikipedia because, you know, what else would I be sure, on? Sure, sure, and it sure. literally says, much of the film was shot on location in and around Chicago. Right. Right? So, like, it literally says Joliet, Illinois, Wakanda, Illinois, Harvey. Wakanda, Illinois is so far. Yeah. From Chicago. It is. It is very far. This says the first traffic stop was in Park Ridge, Illinois, the Calumet River. The Calumet River? Yes. Where friggin' John Wayne Gacy threw all them bodies in? Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yes, Illinois. Come through. Serial killers. Um, They literally, the part where they drive the Illinois Nazis off a freeway was shot in Milwaukee. So (laughs) that's a thing. (laughs) I'm telling you. Like, I was watching and I was like, I'm sorry. Um, Sorry. Um, Listen, I need to stop watching my favorite murder because I can't, like discern what my podcast is and what their podcast is 
um that you know what you're talking about that i was just thinking about how chicago you were being just then oh. because you were talking about how like, like these fucking suburban you're people even, like you're oh what are you from Schaumburg? oh, oh what are you from naperville oh oh it's, it's the fucking newscaster that was like you're from evanston bro <laughs> Okay, we can. That's the most Chicago thing about me. Can because that's all of us do. That's one of, all of yes, us. one of my coworkers, Jazzy, love her. I think she lives is Harvey South. Yeah, I think she lives near Harvey, and she always says like, "I'm from Chicago." And I was, one time, I was like, "Girl, you are from fucking Harvey. You live in the suburbs." And she was like, "But it's still like, I mean, it's still Chicago, isn't it?" I was like, "You no. literally have a whole other name attached to where you live. It does not say Chicago, Illinois on your address. It says Harvey. Like, if it says Chicago, then you're from Chicago. If it isn't, you're not." Yeah. So I went on a full rant. So yeah, Chicagoisms, so, and it is, and it is. I think that's like one trigger point for all of us. We're like, no, because one time when Rue was visiting me, she's like, "Oh, I was talking to my friends and how you live in the suburbs of Chicago." I was like, "I do the hell not! I do the hell not live in the suburbs of Chicago. I live in Chicago." And then someone tried to tell me like, "Well, it's because like when tourists ask, I just say Chicago because they're not gonna know what Evanston is." And I'm like, "Well, you can say you're from a Chicago suburb, yeah. though." And not pretend like you're from the city because you're not. Like, um, like Cameron Esposito, who's a, a comedian that I enjoy a lot. Mm-hmm. Sometimes she'll t- tell people she's from Chicago. Homegirl is from Western Springs. Okay. Stop. Okay, this is a random reference. Now I'm getting sidetracked by this because I get <laughs> heavily triggered. I was watching Bad Girls Club as one does when they want to lose brain cells, and um, one of the girls on there was like, "Yeah, I'm a Chicago bitch. I'm from Chicago." Da-da. Her little picture comes up in like her little interview box, and it says, um, what, "What the fuck is that? Bolingbrook, Illinois." And I was like, bitch, "You're from a whole forty minutes outside of the city. You are not a Chicago bitch." Okay, that's like also a whole different like type of person to be. To pretend so like you're a Chicago bitch when you're ass grew up in Bowlingbrook. Bowlingbrook. Yeah. Okay. So I'm glad I'm glad that we we did the same on that. That was the most Chicago thing we could have done on this podcast. It really was. Okay, it really but was. can we talk about your the last movie you watched? Because I fucking love that movie and no, I, I have think, two more that I saw. Oh, you have two more? Yeah. <laughs> Well, because you did Fugitive and Widows. But I haven't talked about Widows. But you haven't talked about Widows. Um, so I talked about both my movies. Denise, talk about Widow. Widows. <laughs> I'm done. Somebody okay. fired me. I got heavily triggered and now I'm a mess. I'm a oh mess. I watched uh, the 2018 movie Widows directed <laughs> by Stephen McQueen. Is that right? I believe so. Okay. Yeah. Um, he directed 12 Years a Slave. Mm. I, I really enjoyed it. There was some parts of it that I wish would have been a little bit more developed. Um, some choices I was like, oh, okay, all right. Okay. But overall, like I thought it was a very, I thought I enjoyed it thoroughly, and I would recommend people to watch it. Um, let's see. Viola so Davis. the basic premise of the movie is Viola Davis, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, the basic no. premise is just Viola She's Davis being great. Viola Davis. Um. <laughs> No, the premise is that there's four widows. Um, their husbands were working together. They were thieves, and they died in the beginning. Oh yeah. Oh, I do remember Those that. Those are yeah. widows now, huh? Get it? Oh. Okay. Um, and so, <laughs> uh, the one of the main antagonists is a person who's running for a, for the uh, alderman, mm-hmm. and he his money was stolen by the gang. And the main oh. person, the main person in charge was Liam Neeson's character, who's married to Viola Davis. Ooh. Um, 
And so Colin Farrell is in it and he plays a person who's running against the other alderman who is played by Brian Tyree Henry, who is also my husband. I love, <laughs> I love Colin Farrell. Um, and so Colin Farrell's character comes from this um, this family who are who have been aldermans in the city for a very long time. Very like classic Chicago. Um, like real Mayor Daly up in this. Yeah, very Daly family. Um, super like all nepotism all the time, 100% super corrupt. Just classic Chicago politician. Yeah. That's another thing I was gonna say Windy City. in the in the tropes that you see in Chicago movies. Like politics is very big on that yes. because of the political machine. Windy City, oh, not man. because of the not wind. Because it's windy. <laughs> um, yeah, take a Chicago history class. You'll learn a lot. <laughs> I took one and I loved it so much. I told you right that yeah. like I for however many semesters we went to Harold, I was always like I want to take that class and it was always I always full. wanted to take it and I never It was could. so good. Major rack. Let me know if you want to go cuz I'll tell you which class it was. It was very good. It was very good. Okay, anyway, anyway, back to <laughs> back to widows. Um so they're coming up against each other. There's obviously a lot of corruption on on Colin Farrell's family's side and then the other side like he the the alderman like he is um i guess he was in gangs and he wanted to get out of it he just wanted to be an alderman and work on his community and have it be more representative because for however long it had been uh run by a white guy and a white family and he's like no it should be our own etc 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 um so long story short, Liam Neeson's gang robs Brian Tyree characters. <laughs> Brian Tyree Henry's characters, two million dollars, and so Ooh. he threatens Viola, and he's like, "You need to give me my money back. I'm gonna give you two months to liquidate everything because they were rich yeah. because he'd been stealing. Liam Neeson's character had been stealing forever, so they were rich, and he was all like." You can, you can pretend that you had nothing to do with it, but you lived here, so you're complicit. <gasps> so um, he threatens her dog, which was, like, insane. How dare you? It was terrible. Uh, and so she gathers the other widows and is like, we should all work together, steal this money, because they were all screwed over by their deadbeat husbands. Yes. Um, And so, like, one of them is, like, this younger, attractive white girl who's from, like, a Polish family, and um, her husband was really abusive to her, so I'm like good riddance mm-hmm. um and so she's going through it she um also becomes an escort she becomes a sex worker and hooks up with this guy who sucks and then this other one is played by michelle rodriguez who was also another i hate that like so many latina actresses are, are so problematic eva longoria that's oh, another one her. that's another good one let's yes. add her to the list of good oh my god i forgot about her i'm obsessed with her <laughs> listen i'm a big desperate housewife fan and i fucking love her I'm so sorry. This episode is all over the place. Okay, okay I... but it's because we're finding out that actually there are some bomb-ass Latina women out there, and we need to call them out. I, okay. I hate that we have to work so hard to find yeah, them, and then so many true. of them are also very problematic. Yeah. But whatever. So Michelle Rodriguez is in it, and she has a quinceanera store. Like, she has a dress shop that she owns mm-hmm. and, and manages, but her husband, like, basically screwed her over and all her stuff was taken by loan sharks because he met our trash Mm -hmm. away so she loses her store and then there's this other person another one of the wives who just had a baby and her husband died and 
blah 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 so the three of them so there's viola there's alicia who's the beautiful polish girl and then mm-hmm. there's um michelle, michelle rodriguez. rodriguez's character and so they are all working together to put like they find plans from liam neeson's character to do another heist and so they're working together to pull that off so that they can get money okay. pay this suit off and then they could be set um and so the chicago part of it i thought was really interesting because this in this movie you actually do get to see a bit more about um chicago um there's a few scenes that i think are just super amazing like really amazing ways of representing the city and i thought Mm -hmm. it was interesting because the director of this movie is british Hmm. so the fact that a british guy (laughs) british guy was like i'm gonna show y'all how the fuck to shoot in a city so there was um two scenes specifically that i thought were good but i I bet i can come up with another one too so (laughs) the first one uh colin farrell's character is giving a speech he's running for alderman of course of the 18th ward um can you while i'm doing this can you tell me what ward the 18th ward is i will yes um so he's running for alderman of the 18th ward um it's a predominantly black uh community and so he had made up this this initiative to help um black business women um create their businesses and so he has these women come up of course they're tokens like oh look i work with black women so i'm great um and the 18th ward is near lake 80 something in pulaski so it's like southwest 18th and 80 80 what like 83rd and pulaski which okay so that doesn't make sense the green line doesn't run by there does it um, no, no right? the green line stops at 63rd and ashland on the south side because they were like making this whole thing about how like the green line like the, he worked to make the green line accessible and blah 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 maybe so the, for them to get to 63rd and i don't know oh wait um yeah no there's a metra i think that runs through there well th- that was a big plot line of it that they're huh. like oh that the they were working to make sure that the green line would go down there blah 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 well maybe they wanted it to go down there because the green line stops at 63rd and ashland so it stops but at ashland Willow is Wood. way the hell out here from pulaski i know but maybe that was their I whole didn't premise mean to get so was spicy with because you, this, so this actually it's would be, it would be considered near like ashburn some like marquette park mm-hmm. that area doesn't have a lot of access yeah. to a cta line it doesn't so that's probably why that was a premise well no because it made it seem like it was right there oh so whatever uh i'm like why are you gonna be so specific? somebody get these people the green line please i'm like why are you gonna be so specific about the green line about be wrong about being in the 18th ward about being in chicago and they did it was i'm like i know exactly where they were viola davis was in my neighborhood okay let me tell you wow. <laughs> kevin and i were watching it and we're like she's with yeah, no, this. Uh... Uh, okay, anyway, let me get back on focus. I'm a million apologies for how rambly I am today. Um, it's the coffee people. It's, no, it's not. I'm just, whatever. Okay. <laughs> so, Colin Farrell's character is giving the speech. It's all just for show. And then there's a reporter there who's like calling him out and like being corrupt and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I'm working for these communities, blah, blah, blah. We're, we're making it work. And I'm, you know, people disinvest in, in the benefit of the communities and we're working to make it better we're bringing revenue and and commerce and blah 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 Mm -hmm. so he gets in his fancy smancy car he and then the entire time he's just like going off like just being insane 
um, and his driver is driving him. And in the distance of, like, this real-time conversation, he goes from, like, this, like, obviously, like, we're from here. We know what the 18th word looks like. You say 83rd mm-hmm. and Pulaski, you know, like, you can picture what it looks yeah. like. And if you don't know, Google it. Uh, <laughs> and then in the, in the just the brief amount of time from that neighborhood to his house it's like a completely different area oh yeah. wealthy beautiful beautiful houses well-groomed areas like and i was like that's one of the best scenes i've ever seen and it's so indicative of chicago oh hell because yeah. you can drive five minutes away and it's a completely different mm-hmm. area yeah in my own neighborhood i was gonna say me here I live, I live not that far from Hyde Park, and Hyde Park is like a fucking whole other world. I thought it was in Hyde Park yeah. because of the way it looked and because of how close it was to different um, to different trains and how close it looked like it was to the lake. Mm-hmm. I was like, I thought that was Hyde Park. It makes sense. I know that specifically in Hyde Park, if you leave the UFC area, you in trouble. You in danger. You in danger, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's what I was like. That's where I was picturing. But whatever. Yeah. Again, that's like continuity stuff. That's me being more nitpicky than anything. Yeah. Um, so I thought that scene was like amazing. Totally worth watching the movie just for that, that one. That scene. And there was another one where this character who's played by Cynthia Erivo. Uh, she's she's another character that they introduce and she also becomes a part of the heist but she lives also like in like uh a, like a crime infested part of the city okay like anywhere in the city super because, gross terminology yeah. but um so when she's going home like she runs so like she gets called to do a babysitting job so she had just walked in her door and she's like yeah i gotta go do this job closes the door runs to the bus and i mean she was running to get to the bus but also i would imagine like you have to sort of run to just like be safe because as soon as she's running like people are like catcalling her and telling like you can't run fast enough we'll get you like that kind of stuff i'm like yup been there before too i don't run anywhere but i've been <laughs> I was like i wouldn't run <laughs> but i've been in like first of all fat to <laughs> to i'm the kind of person that's like motherfucker let me walk to my fucking bus sorry i get very sweary that's another chicagoism i have i swear at people on the streets <laughs> me too uh, uh yeah same that's why i take ubers everywhere now because i can't deal with it just can't people are wild it's wild yeah. out here in these like, streets i'm just gonna pay so much money now for anything i should probably learn to drive that's yeah. a story for another day <laughs> um so the there's yeah. that scene which i thought was really great and then just in general like the way that um you see that there's like there's a large uh white population in the city there's a large black population in the city there's a lot a large like latinx community in the city as well and that is represented in there oh cool. and everybody like everybody that i see very chicago so i really enjoyed it the ending was great okay I, I was super into it. it. I was like, hell yeah. Okay, so Widows, I recommend it. And okay. it is very good Chicago-y movie. Ooh, okay, I really okay. want to watch it. Okay. So <laughs> we'll talk about, because this was your third one that you watched, but also this is one of my favorite yeah, movies. So we can, so we can both talk about it. Talk about it. Yeah. So the last movie you watched was While You Were Sleeping, Sandy B. 1995, Sandy B. The year I was born, it was made for me. For those of you who do not freaking know, while you were sleeping, do you want me to do like an actual <laughs> yes, like over here. Okay, okay. So while you were sleeping, this is the <laughs> Wikipedia explanation while Denise collects herself. <laughs> while you were sleeping is a 1995 American romantic comedy film directed by John. T- Tur- <laughs> 
Turtle Turtle Top. Okay, I'm saying Tur- that wrong. Turtle Top sounds right. Okay, <laughs> it stars Sandra Bullock as Lucy. Hi, hello, you girl. Sandra Bullock and me are the same. As a CTA, sorry for those of you who don't know, Chicago, Chicago Transit, Transit Authority, Authority token collector. I fucking love that they were like, we're making this movie in Chicago. Sandy B is going to be a freaking CTA worker because they're awesome. When they're awesome, they're super awesome. Mm-hmm. And I love that they did that because now Chicago is not just the backdrop for this movie. But it's a major point. But it's a major movie. point of the movie. Like, it's such a big part of okay, her character. So I know that we're like, you know, these millennial children who are like, we don't really care about the Blues Brothers, whatever. Um, <laughs> can, I, can I start a petition? And I don't even know if this already is a thing and we're just ignorant and don't know. Probably. But I feel like instead of always talking about the Blues Brothers, can we always talk about how While, While You, you were, were Sleeping is a great Chicago movie? Yeah, it's <laughs> amazing. Okay, so she's... A, a token collector, which is not a thing anymore. It's not a thing anymore. We have the Ventra. Oh my God! Would you? How like? Listen, fuck Ventra, but also I need them. But to let pay me point out stuff. to you because that was like Randolph and like or what stop was that? Or I like think Randolph so. it was and like Wabash. The, the one that's not there anymore. I think it's like either State and Lake or Randolph and Wabash. Yeah, it was one of the Wabash right? ones. So it was one of those two, and those places get busy. Okay, oh, heck so the yeah. idea of at some point in the in like our past. People had to wait to give a token to a person. That's, oh, I stationed at the Randolph and Wabash station. Yeah, no <laughs> way. No freaking way me, that would work. Look at me, look at me. Okay, so <laughs> anyway. So the idea of just because as a person who's like taking the CTA like for, I don't know, like 15 years. Um, the idea of having to give wait to give a token to somebody. Oh, yeah, like no. People would be getting run over. Yeah, there was like people can barely there. even wait to pass their cards on the thing. They'll there was like nobody it. even there. Yeah, but anyway. also, can we talk about how the fact that they specifically were like, "This is the Randolph and Wabash station. We're not gonna call it something else. Mm-mm. We're not gonna change the street names. Like, this is what it. Like, I just feel like they shot in the city, used mm-hmm. the city, and left it at that. Like, they didn't and change it. Made it. Sense. It oh made yeah. Sense. Let me tell you this. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the scenes take place like right by the river, right by by Wacker Drive. Mm-hmm. But it makes sense for them to be there because if her station is Randolph and Wabash, it makes sense for her That's to where be she in lives that area because it's yeah. right by there. Mm-hmm. That's where we went to school. That's like I've spent so much of my time as an yeah. adult and like as like a older teenager and to like today around that area. Yeah. And so, like, if, like, I always think of that as my second neighborhood, even though it's hardly a neighborhood. It's, um, I just always, like, feel the most comfortable there. I know yeah. it. I know how to get around. I will never be lost there. We're super downtown city girls, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So, like, it that's makes... That's probably why... That's why I was, like... This I'm, is nostalgic for me. It is so nostalgic yeah. for me. Because, like, that just, like, it feels so real. Yeah. Well, and we're commuters. So, it's, like, there are people in the in Chicago who live here and are not. Mm-hmm. But we are very much so commuters. Like, the CTA, whether we like it or not, is a massive part of our lives. Yeah. Like, And I have... It's funny because, like, I feel like I have such... Like, I've, obviously, there's times when you're on the CTA and you're, like, this is literal hell on earth but like yeah like the other day i had a train conductor that clearly was the kind of person that was like i am a train conductor this is my job i'm gonna be amazing and the little like the thing that flashes the station wasn't working so every station he was like this is 
35th and Sox Stadium. Right. Get off here for your connections to the MTI <laughs> rail track. Doors are not closing. Please stay away. Doors in motion. And he was like very <laughs> he like. He was like all in yeah, it. Yeah, he was announcing everything. And so when I watch this movie too, like I get all of those like feels of like, oh my God, yes. When you have like CTA workers do a lot, man. Like, and obviously they're not. It's like hit or miss, like any job. Some people are great. Some people are not. But like CTA People have to like drive trains and buses and manage a bunch of people and make sure everything's working. It's a hard job. Yeah. And so like I always am just like super grateful of like the ones that make my day cuz like you don't have to. And okay, so I'll definitely say this as well. The fact that I feel like Chicagoans are friendly. Yeah. Like of course we are all really moody and bitchy and horrible sometimes, but I feel like in general we're all pretty chill and like we'll talk we're still to each Midwestern. other. <laughs> we'll talk to each other. And like for the most part, like staff at the CTA, whether it's mm-hmm. a bus driver, whether it's a, a train conductor, whether it's somebody at one of the a stations. Token collector. Everybody's really chill. And especially if yeah. you like if you live in the city and you like take the same train or you take the same bus, your bus driver knows you. And oh, your yeah. bus driver will wait for you and mm-hmm. your bus driver will kneel the bus for you yep. and he'll make sure that you cross the street right or she'll make sure you cross the street right. Yep. So they're great. Take care. Shout of out your... CTA. But again, that's Beautiful. what I love about this movie is that they were like, yeah, the CTA is a massive part of the city, a massive part of downtown. So why don't we just make that a plot a point of it our makes main character? So much sense. Okay, uh, so let's talk about this. Yes, okay. because so the the plot of the movie is that Peter Gallagher's character gets mugged and falls into the train tracks. Tell me that isn't one of your biggest Chicago fears. Always. Tell There's me that no isn't barrier between me and the bottom of this train. None. Like the idea, like it's always been a fear of mine. Like b- before, I'm like- also just clumsy. My fear is that I'll just <laughs> fall in there because I'm an idiot. Okay, so I'm gonna call Jenny out right now. Because, <laughs> so when I was like 14, that's when I really started taking the CTA by mm-hmm. myself, and we would go all over the city. But it took a long time for us to convince like my friends' parents to let them go. My parents really didn't care about us. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> 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 They're like, listen, you gotta die sometime. Better well, figure it out well, now. Gabby and I were very much like latchkey kids and we yeah, like had to same. do like a lot on our own so we were like we were like if you got to go somewhere you're gonna get on that train you're gonna get on that bus yes. and you're gonna go where you gotta go mm-hmm. um angie i'm calling you out you're a brat <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was like i was on the train since i was like in third grade so um so whatever so we would go and then eventually when we got a little bit older um like my friend jen was finally allowed to go out with us and so i'm like i know where we're going I can get us there. I will not get us lost. Like, I got this. Yeah. Her ass would always be, like, right on that blue line. (gasps) No, that blue line is a warning. (laughs) And I would be like, Jennifer, get back here. You're not supposed to be on that blue line. That's why that blue line is there. That's for you to stand when the train is uh, stopped and for you to walk into the train. Not for you to stand right by it. But, like, when we were teenagers, I was like, every single day of my life, I was like, you're gonna fall in. (laughs) It is gonna be bad. That was me. Oh, you know what the worst... Listen. You know what the worst freaking station for this is? Yes. I'm gonna tell you. Tell me. The freaking stop by the aragon after a show shut the hell up lawrence <laughs> lawrence <laughs> the lawrence red line can we get a bigger fucking platform just because there's two concert venues there and anytime there's a show i feel like i'm going to fall to my death <laughs> okay so let Anyways. me tell you because that i feel that way about belmont as well yes and- during pride dear god don't even go there <laughs> 
so like Lawrence Belmont like we once like because it was so packed you couldn't even get on the train we were sitting there and after a show it might have been after vampire weekend Mm -hmm. oh no i think it was after whatever whatever the show was like me and an old friend from high school we were just sitting on like by the train tracks waiting and this drunk girl just kept throwing up and crying and talking to us and that was just like a normal saturday night so yeah. while watching while you were sleeping, I was like, so much of this just makes sense. It's yeah. like real. Truly. Um, the the intro, two feelings. Okay, one, I know those train tracks anywhere. If you're any kind of a teenager that ever took the train in Chicago, you know that you would go to the very last cart yes. and you would go to that little section in the back with a little stepping stool or the little box that you can sit on. Yes. And you would pretend that you're either conducting the train or <laughs> that you are just like you would take your crappy pictures yes. from out there of the train tracks. And okay, I mean, so. like hashtag love this view. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody's done it. We've all gone through that phase and don't, you know, rag on people who do it. I don't like that the new trains don't have the seats there. It makes me mad. Because they're like, we don't want you sitting on our equipment. But I'm like, how dare you? Suck a wiener. Anyways. (laughs) But anyway, so that's how the movie starts Mm -hmm. with us looking at the train track. So I was like, we've all done that. Two, I feel like this movie is why I think, um, like, this will be. An everlasting everlasting love. I feel like these kinds of movies from the 90s make me feel like those are the most romantic songs in the world. Yeah, truly. Right? Yes. And like anytime I hear that song, I'm like, oh my god, love. Oh my god, weddings. Oh. Is for (laughs) you (laughs) at me. Oh. Is for for the the only. only Oh my god. I I see the. We already sang the song, Denise. Extraordinary E is even more than anyone that you adore and love. Okay. We gotta move on. We gotta move on. <laughs> We've already seen this song. Okay, but okay. Another fun fact. You guys are gonna think that we did drugs before this. We did not. I've never done a drug in my life. Ever. Um, not a one. Not a one drug. Not um, once. <laughs> not once ever. <laughs> but this also takes place in the winter. Okay, so <laughs> catch me last night watching this movie, not realizing that I unintentionally begun my Christmas movie watching. Yep. yep. Hell yeah. Yeah, unintentionally. Ugh. It's just such a good movie. So, okay, a couple of last thoughts from mm-hmm. it. That scene. Okay, first of all, I didn't even talk about the Bill Pullman of it because I didn't even realize <laughs> Bill Pullman was in this movie. And I was like, good goddamn. Yeah. <laughs> Good goddamn. I was telling Gabby, I was like, listen, <laughs> I've never, I've only ever seen Bill Pullman as Mr. President, as, as, um, Cat's dad on Casper, um, yeah. a lot of other things, but I'd never seen him this young and it's upsetting. Yeah. Okay. That's one thing. Two, the scene where they're kind of like slipping and falling and he slits his jeans. I was like, that's very romantic. Two, that makes a lot of sense because I've, I've not been in that exact situation, but I've definitely been in the situation where you're walking down the street with your friends and you're all just basically fighting for your life to see who's going to be the one that falls. That falls, yeah. And that one time it was me. Pedro, I'm calling you out. You got me. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, it's just so... So she's a train token person. Every day she sees Peter Gallagher's character and she's in love with him, which is same because I would also be like, oh, wow. Um, Beautiful man. Two, 
He falls. She saves his life. Mm-hmm. Girl's insane. Also, isn't she as an employee of the of the CTA? Wouldn't she have the ability to be like radioing the other car and be Maybe like, "Maybe hey, they didn't have chill? that yet." Okay, okay, cool. But Good yes, point. I'm sure they had that. But, but anyway, still. I would also be like, "Um, can you get up?" Also, too. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, so there's that. Uh, yeah. So he falls in. She goes to the hospital. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I just like wanted to point this out to you. Is that like? I have such a hard time with romantic mainstream romantic comedies because mm-hmm. they are just so unbelievably stupid. Yeah. And this one, everything made sense. Makes sense. It makes sense why she lies. Yeah. It makes sense why she keeps up the lie. It makes sense why she falls in love with Bill Pullman's character. Mm-hmm. Everything makes sense and it's realistic. So I don't yes. have to suspend my disbelief very much. <laughs> yeah. And I was really into it. But yeah. Yeah. the nurse... Overhears her saying something and assumes that she's his fiance, and, and then by the time she ca- Sandra Bullock's character catches on, everybody's super invested. The grandmother has a heart condition, and at any oh moment God, yeah. she can die. Um, and so she kind of felt really bad. And and they make a point to talk about how she has a lot of loneliness. Yes, that she's not really able to really speak up for herself, and she's not really yeah. assertive in that way. So it makes sense for her character too. Yes. not to just be like uh no you're all crazy yeah that's not true i was just here making sure that he was alive i'm gonna step out now but they have do they have the wedding at the hospital yeah there you go then that's all that was at this point peter's real fiance ashley barlett bacon who happens to be married herself arrives and also demands the wedding be stopped as the family argues with her husband yeah as the family argues lucy slips out unnoticed unsure of her future yeah and then okay so at the end mm-hmm. they go to her station and then he proposes and then her whole family is there okay but, but was- how does he propose how does he propose how does he propose he gives her a token as and his it's ring, a ring. <laughs> okay but also let me ask you this question mm-hmm. because as far as i'm aware randolph and wabash ain't never had no elevator it never had an elevator i don't think so how did all those old ass people get up there they fucking walked their asses up there like the rest of us do and pretend you're fine. You're like, I'm fine. I can breathe. Just hold it in. As a fact, um, I've always fucking hated that station and Staten Lake. As a fact, I, I take the bus to a different station that has an escalator. No shame in it. I've done that before. No shame I'm just in like, it. I can't have you breathe today. I can't. Listen, we, take, okay. we do it. I pay taxes. <laughs> <laughs> I pay taxes for this. I pay taxes bus. and I pay tuition fees. I have a U pass and I'm gonna freaking use it. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite thing though is so they do that little like epilogue thing where she's like narrating over it and she's mm-hmm. like, We finally went to Italy. And my favorite thing is they end it with the title of the movie, but it's so cute because it says she explains that when Peter asked her when she fell in love with Jack, she replied, it was while you were sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) So cute. (laughs) Anyways, I love this movie as a rom-com and they do a super good job of making it very Chicago. Yes. Very, very Chicago. So I really enjoyed it. 10 out of 10 would recommend. So let's recap here. So The Fugitive is a good movie all the ones you watched were great <laughs> <laughs> if i had to rank them i would say while you were sleeping oh yeah it was the fugitive because like amazing mine tied it. for last <laughs> <laughs> i just honestly i'm just really happy because i i used to really love romantic comedies yeah and then something happened I'm not even, like, being secretive. I just don't know what happened. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like 
<laughs> something happened. I refuse to talk about it. <laughs> Nothing happened. Yeah. But like something inside of me like was just like I just can't this do it bullshit. anymore. Yeah. Um. And so eventually, like maybe we can do something about this eventually in the future. Talking about rom coms and ones that we do enjoy. This was just so good. Brought it, made it back. So much sense. It was really smart. It was really funny. It was mm-hmm. really sweet. Um, I understood where I was even if I wasn't a, a Chicagoan I wouldn't be like yeah that makes sense they're in a mm-hmm. city they're like um, they're u- making good use of a lot of different parts of the city yeah. and it was really good it was really good you should watch it you should watch it while you were sleeping yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a Chicago movie rant yeah we, this was just me crying with a lot of tangents but you know what you guys will be fine It'll be fine. You'll take it. If you don't want to listen to it, that's your problem. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting real Chicago. That's us. We're getting real <laughs> Chicago with it. So do what you want with it, do okay? You do whatever you want. Take it or don't. I <laughs> Forget about it. That's Italian. <laughs> that's like... It's like nothing. <laughs> All right, Lucy. Oh. Um, next week, we're doing our Harry Potter episode, so yes. stay tuned. Send any questions to semi-regular podcast.com forward slash book club. club if you want to listen to other episodes where can the people go lucy they can do spotify itunes podcast the google play store um soundcloud they could do semi-regularpodcast.com or semi-regularpodcast.com forward slash links for, for everything, everything yeah uh listen while you're sleeping <laughs> don't forget so to leave us a, us a review, review. A, little, a little comment, a, a little, little star moment, a maybe. Rating. Yeah, uh, uh, be all Chicago about it. Send us a really Chicago aggressive, yeah, um, like, yeah, review. Do it, do <laughs> tell it. Us, tell us if you have any movies that you think we should have talked oh about. Oh my god, or, yes, please. Or find what's us your favorite Chicago movie. Let us know over on Instagram. Yep, yep, yep. And then if you know of any movies that are like about Mexican people or Latino, Latino, Latinx people in Chicago. Let the girls know. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.